Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas. This episode, our guest is Belle Ryan from Ignite Art Therapies. She and Simone chat about how to put your health first, about business goals that go beyond the dollar, and the continuing stigma surrounding mental health. Uh, okay, so today I'm joined on the red chairs by Belle Ryan from Ignite Art Therapies for your episode of today's Seriously Social podcast. Uh, so, Belle, maybe just give us the Cliff Notes version of who you are, what you're about, and how you ended up on the red chairs today. So, I'm an art therapist, so mm-hmm. I work with people on some of their big life issues or the goals and things that they want to establish in life. So, I it's like counselling, but we use art as the tool to be able to verbalise things. So it's really hard to describe yep. um, some experiences or you might be a bit lost and don't really know what's happening. So I help people to navigate their life, have a look at what's happening for them and what they need to do with that. Yeah, cool. What well. are some of the different modalities that you use in art therapy? It's such a variety yeah. and it really depends on what's happening for the person as to what we use. So we might use clay or yeah. painting or drawing or it's really the symbolic metaphor that comes mm-hmm. out through the art. Yeah. That's the important part. So not art to look good, art to express. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I think all art should be to express, but that might be something to do with the quality of my artwork. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you find that uh, art therapy has a place in a corporate environment or in a team environment when you're trying to uncover something or excavate something for the team? Yeah, definitely. So I go into organisations and do wellness workshops mm-hmm. as well as team building processes. Yeah. So it really is about people having a hands-on experience and reflecting on what's happening for them. But also, how does that work with the team and everything yeah, that's happening cool. there as well? So, yeah, I love going into organisations and really helping people to have a different way to find new perspectives and looking at what do I do with all of this and how am I? Yeah. And how am I really? Yeah. <laughs> and what? where do we go with this? Do yeah. you think that um, we're getting to a point where there are more robust conversations in the business world or the employment environment around, you know, mental health in general and you know issues that are facing people or is it still completely stigmatized and you know people are shut behind i'd like to think that we've come a long way but i know that it's something that we still have got a lot of work to do yeah Um, so there is and i think as business owners people are recognizing that if you look after your staff Mm. it's a happier culture there's more productivity people want to be there But there's so many barriers that can get in the way. And that's not just what happens at work. It's what's happening in life as Mm -hmm. well. And one thing that I'm really passionate about is for people to recognise that life does happen. And that's not always the sunshine and rainbows and happiness. Like We're trying to strive for this thing called happiness, but I don't know whether we actually ever get there. Yeah. Well, definitely not 24-7. God, no, yeah. And the thing is that we need to balance that out with the whole aspect of the things that may not be going so well, Mm. the things that we're feeling, our behaviours that might not always be the way that we want to behave. What's behind that and what do we do with that? Well, and I think too it's about certainly as an employer and having, you know, lots of very different teams, it's the conversation that I have with them is I know that you didn't wake up today and go, you know what, I'm going to come to work and do a shit job. Yeah. And I'm going to, like, mess up and I'm not going to follow through on something or I'm going to be rude to the other member of the team. Generally speaking, if you know that those are, like, ab reactions or unnormal 
Um, the first question that I like to ask is, are you okay? Yeah. You know, you don't seem yourself or you seem like you're under stress or you're struggling, you know, and I, I'm a bit loopy. So, you know, like I might go and like wire them up to some kind of a meditation app or something like that that helps them calm down while they're at work. But I think um, having the, as the business owner normalizing the fact that actually you're allowed to not be okay. You're yeah. allowed to have a bad day. You can't live there, but you can have a bad day. Yeah, and I think the thing that you're talking about is actually noticing because there are yeah. signs. And so often people are so afraid to have that conversation and to recognise it. Yeah. But the thing is, if we do it early, it means that people are actually able to work through it. Mm. You know, doing a bit more of that preventative stuff. Yeah. And that awareness and acknowledgement of what is actually happening and then what do we do with that? Yeah, for um, sure. So something like meditation or even I just, you know, feel under the pump at home and I need a day off or yep. all of those sorts of things are really, really important for people's well-being. Yeah. Do you yeah. think um, that we're going to get to a point where the old school business owner or manager, you know, is a thing of the past in terms of, you know, we've seen with COVID, for example, that when people are sick now, it's like, ooh, come to work, like you've got the sniffles, you stay home. Whereas, you know, back in the day when I was in hospitality, I would come into work practically dying you mm. know, with razor blades in your throat and God knows what else. And um, so we're seeing that shift away from that. And it's, you know, sometimes a challenge for the staff because you're like, no, I'd rather pay you to go home. Yes. Just go home. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that thing about you're more than just a number. Are we going to get to a point where the bulk of business owners sit on this side here where your human beings first and and then by treating people like human beings we're more successful as opposed to I think we still have a large segment of the current model which is you're a number and a productive output and your job is to make me money yeah yeah I I really hope that we're making that shift and and I know you know people like you who are making an effort and really having that awareness but I think it 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 really is about trying to shift that paradigm of Mm we have to be a productive yeah because the irony is if you look after your staff and you have a great culture and people are being acknowledged and looked after then they're going to be more productive as a consequence so rather than feeling this pressure yeah to you know i do some supervision with organizations yeah. and something that i quite often hear from the employees is that we feel like we have billable hours mm. you know yeah, that the pressure is, you know, have this. Have I built my hours? To, have I made enough money for the organisation? Mm. Where, if we shift that to, am I doing a good job? Am I, you know, feeling passionate about what yeah. I do? Then the billable hours will look after themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's trying to sort of find that balance because obviously, as a business owner, money. We do. You know, you just still need bills. to pay yeah. the bills and and have everything flow. Yeah. But I think the recognition that people's well-being is is important in that yeah. um, is really shifting. Yeah, I think so too. And I think um, one of the things that um, I've had, so Patrick Lencioni, Lenicon Lencioni, is one of my favourite business authors. Mm. And so he talks about the five dysfunctions of the team. And one of the dysfunctions is not having a common goal. Like yes. it's right up the top. But, you know, most businesses, their common goal is I'd like to turn over $1.5 million or control your labor percentage to this or, you know, this, that, the other. The common goals in all of my businesses are the story of how we engage with the client. 
So, you know, like when I look at the pub and we just did this workshop on Monday with the team, I'm like, so who are we really? And what what is our common goal? Our common goal is, you know, here at the Duke of Brunswick, the outside world doesn't matter here. So it doesn't matter whether you're a staff member or a customer. The minute that you walk through those doors, all of the judgments, all of the things about whether or not, you know, you're good enough, okay, acceptable, you know, a pain in the ass, whatever it might be, they all have to disappear. Mm. And that's the environment that we try to create. And I, I said to the guys, you know, that's a goal we can all health check ourselves against. You know, we all can contribute to. And if every single one of us is making sure that stepping into this venue is like stepping into your lounge room only better, then the money thing just will happen. And it does. The money thing just happens. And I think it comes down to that human connection. Yeah. You know, a pub, for instance, is such a community. Yeah. And that important thing of people feeling part of something and and connecting. It's not just about coming for a meal. No. It's so much more than that. It's the the feel and the way you're treated and everything that happens with that. And to not have judgment... You know, it's a bit like a therapy session, well, really, isn't it? Like, <laughs> that thing of, I feel safe here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And part of something is really important for people. And that happens in workplaces. It happens in mm. home situations. It yeah. works so across every part of life. Yeah. And it, I think it's, you know, and, you know, having had my own counselling practice for a while, you know, the biggest challenge I found for most of my clients and even for myself as I continue to grow up, mm. I say I'm still not grown up, but I'm still working out my stuff is... You know, once you get to a point that fundamentally who you are as a person is okay and you actually know that and believe it, I think that's the experience that you try to create for your team in making the most for things. So what would you say to someone that's like listening to us, you know, talk about all these wonderful environments and things (laughs) that are happening and they go, my workplace is shit and my life is difficult. Mm. Um, You know, how do they help themselves to a degree? Because they can really only control their world and their reality what would you suggest to them i think one of the things that's really important is Mm self-awareness to go okay i'm in the situation where i might be reacting to things Mm -hmm. i'm not liking life Um, my relationship isn't feeling fulfilling Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever is happening in life is to actually go what's happening for me in this because you're right you can't always change other people's behavior and you know there's the cliche of you can only change how you behave in response but the important thing I think is for people to recognize that all of the things that have happened in our life or the Mm. programming or the messages we've been we've taken on really play out in our behavior and our reactions and I think it's really important rather than just going oh don't worry about that no I should think positive and it should be all great is to actually go I need to work through this and understand Mm. it so then next time I have a boss who um, likes to tell me what to do and I react to that um, when I understand where that comes from for yeah. myself I can then react in a different way yeah. it's not just as simple as flicking a switch and going I'm not going to react no, because be nice. we're human <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we project everywhere you know yeah. our our behavior is a response to something that we believe about ourselves yeah or the world mm. and one of the things that's really tricky in our society at the moment is we have this perfectionism sort of mm. Thing going on which can be really detrimental to people yeah because they feel less than yeah because life isn't perfect yeah but our life isn't the highlight reel like life no. is life yeah and so I think 
one of the things that I can't stress enough is to go and see somebody. Absolutely. Obviously, an art therapist would be, <laughs> be um, you know, the bias. Yeah. But that thing of going, not allowing it to get to a point where you crash and burn. Yeah. A lot of people come to me when it's it's in dire straits. Yeah. And you know, relationships about to break down. Yeah. They are completely burnt out and have no choice but to stop. Yeah. So wouldn't it be great if they when the signs sooner. start coming, it's just yeah. to go? Okay, I'm just going to go and see Belle or somebody else and have a tune-up, you know. Absolutely. And I think um, part of that is that not enough of us that have done work and had therapy talk about it. Because often people go to me, oh, you know, you're so amazing and nothing phases you. You know, the world can be blowing up around you and you just kind of like go, oh, well, what's next? I'm like, yeah, that's what five years of intensive therapy does. And they're like, like, what do you mean five Mm. years? I'm like, well, yes, I saw someone every Mm. week for five years to process all of my crap. And and it doesn't mean that it's all processed either. No. It's an ongoing process. Yes. There's nothing like life throwing things at you to go, okay, I think I might need to go back. Yeah, well, and Um. like you said, but then you get to a point where you've got a really good toolkit and then you can go for a semi-regular tune-up. So maybe once every three months I'll go, Mm. you know what? You know, this month I'm going to go and investigate what art therapy has to offer me because I haven't tried that before. Or this, yeah. this month I'm going to go and, you know, do something with someone that does acceptance and commitment therapy because I haven't looked at that. Yeah. Um, there are so many different modalities out there. But the, I think the first thing that I had to commit to was my life's not working for me. Like that's what happened, you know, like forever ago mm-hmm. when I started this journey of, you know, five years of work. It's not working for me. I'm unhappy. I'm angry all the time, you know, or Mm. sad or distraught or, you know, like all of those peaks and troughs that people go through. Um, Surely there's a better way. Yeah. (laughs) And having someone to talk to that wasn't part of my family was really, really good. Yeah. And that's what's really important Mm. about it. And I I hear lots of people talk about, oh, I've just got my friends who I can talk about. Mm. They still have a bit of a bias and want to protect you where... There's nothing like sitting in a neutral space mm. where you can actually work it out and take the mask off fully. Yeah. You know, you would be amazed at the people who come into my rooms who seemingly have it all together. Yeah. You look at their life and you think that's the dream, you know, yeah. down to the white picket fence. Yeah. But they're lost and not happy mm. because they haven't processed all of the stuff that they need to process or a big life event has happened or things change. Like we have so many transitions in life that are really um, important to process and, and navigate. Yeah. And you look, that's a really nice spot to end on, I think, Mm. because if you look at the current business environment with COVID-19, so many shutdowns, so many businesses got sent, you know, close to the wall or sent to the wall Um, And by proxy, then all of their staff members. So that trickle down effect, you know, everyone's under an immense amount of stress. Some people navigating it better than others. That's a great example of you might have had it all together yesterday. And today someone else pulled the rug out from under your feet and you don't know where you're going to land. Yeah, and completely out of your control. Yeah. Like nobody chose this. No. And I don't know whether anyone would, but one of the, the great things that has come from it has been a real perspective on what does what do I want yeah how does this work and that reset but also it's been a communal experience Mm. like everyone's been affected by this and I remember when we first had the lockdowns yeah you know that shared experience of we're walking down the street we have to make sure we're apart yeah there was that sense of community because everyone was in it yeah Um, together I know that's a bit different now but 
you... no, but I think too, it's still that thing of as a business owner too, talking to other business owners. Mm. You know, it really crystallised for us that we we don't often communicate what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, because our job is like we have a successful business. This is where we're going. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, you know. So you literally, you know, and in South Australia, small business is the biggest employer. So you think of, you know, all of those poor business owners. Yes, the staff went through a horrible period as well. But those business owners had to stand down, you know, 20 staff, 10 staff. And the trauma of that. Yeah, exactly. And those people are like their family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I think it's that that thing of looking after us and the way that we do that. Yeah. is not only to connect with each other but to have a space where you can explore what's happening for you yeah. and it's actually okay not mm. to be okay and I know are you okay day and yeah. your mental health week are coming up but it is that real sense of if you're not feeling like you would like to feel yeah um what do you do with that exactly. and I think the answer is to go and see someone there's no shame in that no. in an actual fact unless you deal with it it's going to keep coming back yeah um and that's it comes out in other behaviors so so yeah i think it's getting help yeah Mm. take taking you know that it's okay to not be okay to that next level and going it's okay to go and speak to a professional that's qualified to help you unpack what's happening for you yeah in the absence of anybody else's agenda and that's really what therapy is about yeah definitely and i think one of the things that i get a little bit upset and frustrated Mm. with is people might go and see one person and they didn't gel oh yeah yeah. and that sense of well i'm not cut out for therapy it's Mm -hmm. not going to work and all that it's a bit like putting clothes on some fit and some won't you know i know i'm not for everybody yeah but there's other people who i am for and it's really important to feel safe in that environment and connected to whoever's holding the space with you absolutely Um, so i think that's one of my messages is if you've had a bad experience don't let that hold you back from seeking the right person yeah yeah Uh, that would make sense because my first experience was awful yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) I, i met this lovely therapist who shall remain nameless um, who got me to do anger work in the first session wow. and I was pretty much homicidal at that point yeah so, but yeah so it's about you know take some recommendations but then go find persevere and like you said eventually mm. you'll find the right person that can help you unpack what you need to unpack yeah and, and there's so pers- many modalities yeah. as you say and exactly. art therapy is just one of them yeah. um, that works in lots of different ways and then my other piece of advice would be when it gets really uncomfortable that's when you need to keep going. Yeah. So yes. you've started ripping off the band-aid. Don't yeah. stop because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, I was saying to someone, I was really lucky. One of the people that I worked with, I had that kind of, you know, understanding relationship with that. If I missed two appointments, they would ring me and offer to come do the chicken dance. <laughs> and so, you know, it was one of those things, you know, sometimes when I tell people, they're like, oh, therapist can't say that. I'm mm. like, no, I gave him permission to hold me accountable mm. because I knew I was going to run away on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. And so that was our code word. Yeah. And I'd be like, yes, I'll be there next week yeah. to uncover the And things. the uncomfortable should be uncomfortable yeah. sometimes. You know, some of the things that people are dealing with, yeah, are hard. you know, it's, it's actually a totally normal response mm. to what you're processing and what you're going through yeah. um, as well. But, yeah, it, um, yeah, it's interesting to have the right gel mm-hmm. and, and to process it and know that sometimes it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it absolutely worth yeah. it. I wouldn't have ended up where I am if I hadn't done it yeah so. or I remember um you know one therapist that I had used to congratulate me every time I would come with something yeah. that was really like oh I think I'm in the dark depths of my soul and all that and they're just like congratulations and now yeah. that I look at it I think yeah that takes guts and courage mm, um absolutely. to do that but yeah it's 
let's celebrate working through stuff rather than avoiding it and sure. making it something that's shameful. On that note, Belle, thanks very much for joining me on the Red Chairs. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Belle, you can find her by Googling Ignite Art Therapies or Marie or someone will put all the links where they need to go. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Seriously Social podcast. See our website for more details at www.socialmediaaok.com.au slash podcast. Check the show notes for credits, music used in the program, and more details about our guests.